what should you be doing now if you're trying to get to the next level with your photography? Ugh. Well, that depends on what stage you're currently in. And I'll tell you why I just groaned at the sound of that in this episode of The EOS Photographer. Hi there, Canon friends. Welcome to the EOS Photographer Podcast. If you are learning photography using your Canon gear, you're in the right place. Here, we speak with great photographers and extract practical lessons for you. From Rebels to 5Ds, the gear you own is the gear we'll feature. Now, here's your host, Linford Morton. Hey there, and welcome to episode 103 of the EOS Photographer Podcast. My name's Linford Morton, but of course, you can call me Lynn, and I'm really excited that you're with us today. Now, photographers always say, I want to go to the next level with my photography. Well, what's the next level? What's this level? That's one of the things that you never really hear explained very well. In this episode, we'll talk about three stages, or levels, if you will. We'll talk about what the characteristics of each stage are. We'll talk about what you should be doing in each stage, and the goals you should be trying to reach to get to the next level or to progress in your photography. A lot of good stuff coming up, and this is foundational, folks. This this is going to be foundational for everything we do here at EOS Photographer. So let's get to it. In the oft-told story of Alice in Wonderland, she reaches a fork in the road and sees a Cheshire cat in a tree. Alice asks, Would you tell me, please, which way I ought to go from here? That depends a good deal on where you want to get to, said the cat. I don't much care where, said Alice. Then it doesn't matter which way you go, said the cat. Alice, the photographer, asks, Will you tell me, please, which way I ought to go from here? And the Internet doesn't ask Alice where she wants to go. The Internet just says the next level and sends Alice on her way. And our Alice is just as confused because with that answer, it doesn't matter which way she goes. The next level is a pet peeve phrase for me because it's the ultimate in fluff. It's a feel-good cliche that really says nothing. Like, what's the next level? What's this level? And so the frustration builds from there because there is no clarity in trying to get to the next level. Well, at EOS Photographer, I think you deserve a better answer than the next level. And so I created a framework to help bring some clarity and direction to this concept. It will consist of three levels or stages, and it will be our success path. Now, why is this important? Because it will provide us some direction. Think of the way a map helps you get from your start point to your finish or your goal most efficiently. Let's say you wanted to go to Cleveland from here, wherever here is for you. You'd pick up a map and you'd find Cleveland and then you'd find where you are and you'd look and you'd see the most direct and efficient route from here to there. 
You would also see along the way some mileposts or some some ways to measure your progress. When I get here, I know I'm halfway. When I get here, I know I've got, I'm three quarters of the way. And it's a great thing to see. So when I create a success path, it serves almost the same purpose. You know where you are, you know where you want to go, and you're going to need those two things, as Alice in Wonderland taught us. And once you know those two things, even if you really aren't quite sure where to go, this success path is helpful. In fact, the whole point of the success path, as I describe it, will also help you decide where you want to go if you're not quite clear. The other reason this is important is because we will be using this construct in our podcast over time and in our learning center, which is where I will have all of our paid and free classes so you can go deep on particular topics. And so as we talk about lessons, as I go through lessons in the podcast, I'll label them on what stage they refer to so that you can, at a glance, know if this is something that is going to be most helpful for you. All right, so the success path. Now, the stages of the success path are distinct, but they can overlap. You and But I think you will see yourself in one of these stages most clearly. And when you do, you'll know what you need to do next. So this structure gives you, I think, a great way of thinking about your progress. So enough of the buildup. Here are the three stages. The emerging photographer the enthusiast photographer, and the entrepreneurial photographer. Emerging, enthusiast, and entrepreneurial. That's right. I like alliterations for those of you who are English nerds. So let's go through them one at a time and and just just talk about them. We'll talk about the the characteristics of each of these um, stages, and then we'll talk some, we'll give some general advice for this stage and then some action items, what you should be doing, and the overall goal of that stage. That's what we'll go through for each stage. Now, for the emerging photographer, this is when you are new to photography. This past weekend, I was in a camera. I was at a camera store, and I was in a room it, where everyone was learning the Canon cameras. Canon holds what they call these discovery days, where the, you can come in and learn all about your camera. And I stopped by to check it out. And most of the people in the room were very basic. They wanted to know how you use your autofocus. What's the right shooting mode? And most of the people were actively trying to learn and trying to solve the problem that they didn't know much about their cameras. These are emerging photographers. You've decided that Photography is something you really enjoy. You find that photography speaks to you or appeals to you in some way. You know you're a little far off from where you want to be. And you're always looking forward to the next time you shoot as an opportunity to get better. 
And more than that, you look for any possible opportunity to shoot and learn about photography. You're probably in several meetups. You follow lots of podcasts and blogs and YouTube videos, and you're experimenting with everything every time you shoot. You are learning your camera while you are learning yourself. That's the characteristic of the emerging photographer. Now, here's the general advice for you. You're on the right path because you want to shoot as much as possible. I'm going to say that you should be shooting and shooting and shooting in every possible opportunity you get. Go out there and take good pictures, take bad pictures, take okay pictures. Just keep taking pictures. It's more important to keep shooting than it is to worry about whether or not you're creating a masterpiece with each shot. You take your bad photos and you learn from them. You go back and you look at them and you say, hey, what did I do here that I liked? What did I do here that I didn't like? And you you learn from it. You enjoy the process of shooting. You learn thinking about, okay, for what I want to create, what, what settings should I choose? Where should I stand? What should I be doing? You're going through the process and you're thinking about it. You are learning your camera, right? You are thinking about, if I want to do this, where do I go on this camera to make it happen? And you're exploring the different genres of photography. You'll go out and you'll shoot sports photography one day, and you'll do nature, and you'll do travel, and you'll do macro, and you'll do all these, and you just spread yourself across all the genres and just keep shooting. That's what you want to do. This is when you just keep shooting. And so when you do this, you will start to notice some significant progress over time. It just sort of sneaks up on you. You are shooting and shooting and suddenly it's starting to click and little things are starting to make sense. But it it happens because you keep shooting and shooting and shooting. Now, I know people who do this and every time I'm out, I see them at every meetup I go to. I see the same people who are out there shooting. I, I see their feeds and they're just pumping out images and images and images. And I know these people because I've been watching this kind of thing for years. You see them just over a relatively short period of time, period of time, you start to get really better. And, and a lot of times they don't even recognize it in themselves. They're still going, oh, I'm still a beginner. And I'm like, no, you weren't doing this six months ago. This is good stuff. And six months ago, it took you a lot longer to come up with this. And it sneaks up on you. But you will start to make progress over time. In this stage, you're also going to be frustrated a lot because as much as you're shooting, it's going to take more work for you to create what you see in your head. Your keep rate is just not there. And when I say keep rate, I mean, if you shoot a hundred images, how many of them are worth keeping? Or a thousand images, how many are worth keeping? Now, when I think about this stage, I'm reminded of a quote from Ira Glass. Now, Ira Glass is an American public radio personality, best known as the host and producer of the radio and TV show, This American Life, and he's done a host of other NPR programs. 
Now, Ira is known for a quote that says, nobody tells this to people who are beginners. So the quote goes, nobody tells this to people who are beginners. I wish someone had told me. All of us who do creative work, we get into it because we have good taste. But there's a gap. For the first couple of years, you make stuff, and it's just not that good. It's trying to be good. It has potential, but it's not. But your taste, the thing that got you into the game, is still killer. And your taste is why your work disappoints you. A lot of people never get past this phase. They quit. Most people I know who do interesting creative work went through years of this. We know our work doesn't have this special thing that we want it to have. We all go through this, and if you are just starting out, or if you are just still in this phase, you got to know it's normal. And the most important thing you can do is a lot of work. Put yourself in a deadline so that every week you will finish one story. It is only by going through a volume of work that you will close that gap, and your work will be as good as your ambitions. And I took longer to figure out how to do this than anyone I've ever met. It's going to take a while. It's normal to take a while, but you've got to fight your way through. That's the end of the quote. And so there you have it, folks. In this quote, it sums up everything about the emerging photographer phase. You're getting into this because you're really excited about it and you're not happy with what you're producing, but you've got to keep producing. And so the action items for the emerging photographer phase are this, do the work. Do the work is the phrase that I think is the hallmark of the emerging photographer phase. Do the work. One, shoot as much as possible. You've got to put mileage on that shutter finger of yours. Shoot, 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 and keep shooting. Like I've been saying, you've got to shoot as much as possible. And so I would say, set it up so it's easy for you to be successful. And by that, I mean create a routine around it. There's a popular phrase that says routine will save you because routine makes it easy for you to get that volume in. So what I'm, what I'm saying is shoot and post on a schedule. Like say you shoot every day at lunchtime for an hour. You shoot after work while you're walking the dog. You will take your camera with you every weekend, wherever you go with your spouse or significant other. Find a routine and shoot in on that schedule and also post and share on the same schedule. Another thing you can do is create a theme or a self-assignment. I just saw a Kelby One video from a friend and colleague of mine, Jeff Leinbeck, where he talked about giving yourself self-assignments. And he talked about the fact that he has a number of these self-assignments that he gives himself. One is to photograph numbers. The other is to photograph patterns in buildings. And so wherever he is, as he's walking around, he is tuned to look for these particular opportunities and photograph them whenever he sees them. And they're common enough that he can see them anywhere. And, you know, the point is not just to point a camera at it and snap it, snap the camera. It's to now try and create something interesting and artistic from it. So giving yourself a theme or a self-assignment, everywhere you go, you will look for this. And I think I'm going to adopt one of Jeff's self-assignments and give myself a reflections self-assignment. 
I find that every time I'm in New York City, I'm just interested in, in admiring all of the reflections of the buildings in Manhattan. So I'll give myself that theme and start posting on that. So that's one way you can set it up so that it's easy for you to be successful in creating lots of images. Create, just choose yourself a theme or a self-assignment. Another way to do it is to give yourself, to, to start a Project 365 or a Project 52. And for those of you who don't know, a Project 365 just says, I will shoot and post one image a day. Shoot one and post one somewhere in public where everyone can see once a day. Or for those of you who say, oh, that's much more of a commitment than I can take on, then a Project 52 says I'll do at least one a week. Now, this provides some structure to the volume. One a day will force you to shoot a volume that most people can only aspire to. Now, in full transparency, I have never been able to complete a full Project 365. Like, I always end up falling off the brand bandwagon at some point. But I've had, I've had clients who have. And I got to tell you, it was amazing the transformation they went through over the course of that year when you shoot every day. Now, our Project 52 is great too, but... You know, if you have the chance to shoot 365 times in a year and you shoot or you shoot 52 times in a year, it's easy to see where the more the most volume is and where the best opportunities for improving will be. So starting a 365 is another good way to set it up so it's easy for you to be successful. So that's number one. Shoot as much as possible in your action items for do the work. Action item number two, look at a lot of images. I mean, if you're not shooting, you should be looking at images. You should be in Instagram scrolling through images and and bookmarking the images that you that really that you really love, that really speak to you. Start to create folders and 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 put them away because these become inspiration files for you. So go on, look at images and, and look at images to see what kinds of images inspire you. Look to see what makes you go, yeah, man, I wish I could do that. Cause that really tells you something when you, when you go, I wish I could have created that image. Cause you won't think that about all images. Some of them you go, ah, oh, that's cool. I like that. And some of them you go, I wish I could have created that. That's the one you want to put a tag on it and save it somewhere. When you look at images, you'll try to deconstruct them and ask yourself, what did the photographer do in this image? Where did the photographer stand when the photographer approached this subject? Where did the photographer place the camera? What did the photographer do in terms of getting in and cropping? What did the photographer do in terms of looking at light and using light in this image. What did the photographer do in terms of waiting for the correct time? You can look at all this and try and think about what the photographer did and think about like, okay, what decisions would I make on my camera if I wanted to shoot the same thing? Is that a fast shutter speed or is that a slow shutter speed? What kind of... uh 
an aperture or do you use for that? You know, what are the decisions the photographer made in creating this image? And that's the next. And then the third level of looking images is thinking about, I talked about this briefly already, how you might approach a similar challenge and how you might do it differently. How might you make that your own? Hmm. Now it's one thing to go, okay, here's how I would replicate it, but then take it up, take it up a different, take it up a notch. What would I do differently to make this my own? Now, what you're doing is building a visual database that you can draw on. And you'd be surprised how that comes in, how that becomes useful when you're out shooting. If you do this enough, at one point you will be standing in front of a subject thinking about how you shoot it, and you will start scrolling through all of these reference points in this visual database. And now you will think, ah, I remember so-and-so approached it similarly to this. I can start there and make it my own from that. And that can help jumpstart your creativity. So look at a lot of images. Now, number three in your action items for do the work is find an accountability partner. Find someone else who knows what you're doing and who is paying attention to your work. Now, an accountability partner is just there to make sure that you are doing the shooting and doing the posting that you say you're going to do. Because we know life will get in the way, and at some point you'll go, ah, I just can't do it today. And you need to know that that accountability partner, wherever he or she is, is scrolling through your feed and going, hey, I thought you were going to shoot every day. I haven't seen anything since last Wednesday. What's up? And you don't want to have that conversation with them. You don't want them to have to say that to you. So now you're like, oh, let me just go out there and get ahead of this and shoot. An accountability partner will help keep you honest. Now, the accountability partner, you have to agree on how, what the rules of the road will be between you and this person. It's one of the pieces of advice I've heard on accountability partners is this person is not there to praise or punish, just someone who will check in on you and ask how you're doing. How are you doing? And it gives you a chance to go, I did this like I said I would. I fell short here and here's why. And they'll go, okay, thank you for sharing that. And they'll move on. Okay. Now, for most people, this is a way, a non-judgmental way of doing it so that you get just a little, uh, you know, prick you need to your your consciousness without making it too burdensome. So, find an, find an accountability partner and agree on how you all will um, check in and how you will motivate each other in a way that works for you. All right, so those are your three action items. Shoot as much as possible, look at plenty of images, and find an accountability partner. Now, your goal in this stage or phase is volume. Volume is the watchword. When I say do the work, I'm talking about producing volume, right? Not good, not bad, just volume. And in this producing a volume, you will get better and you will begin the process of self-discovery. You will learn yourself and you will learn your camera in this process if you put in the volume and you do the work. So that's stage one. In stage two, 
you will start to notice that you are shooting with confidence. And remember, I said these will overlap a bit, but in stage two, you will know that you've moved to this stage because now you notice that you are shooting with confidence. You aren't having to think as much about, okay, in this shoot, I will create this and, oh my God, how do I make that happen on my camera? And, oh my goodness, how do I make that work? Hmm, let me think about this. You will find that it becomes more reflexive. I want a portrait. I know which lens to pull out of my bag. I know how I want to, I know what decisions I need to make. I know exactly what to do. And so now you find yourself executing on creativity more so than being burdened with the technical. You'll find a flow. Now, in the enthusiast photographer stage, you will find that you are now achieving consistency in the quality of images that you produce. You go out on a shoot and you know you're bringing back something good. It's just a matter of which one and how many. Your keep rate improves noticeably. Now you're getting, now it's taking you fewer images to create the vision in your head. You will know what creative effects you want in each shot and how to make them. So you're just not just, you know, walking up and pointing at something and just hitting the shutter and moving on. You're thinking about what, what can I do creatively with this? And when you have an idea, you know what to do with your camera to make that vision come to life. So now your task is to start, is to keep producing consistently. Because in that volume, um, some trends and themes will start to emerge, right? So now you're, you're pumping them out and, and, and every shoot you're, you're posting something and, and people are going, Hey, this is kind of cool. I like what you're doing here. I like what you're doing here. And now you are shooting more and more consistently. But while you're doing that, you're paying attention because now you're starting to see trends and themes. And when I say that, I mean trends and themes in terms of what you do really well. Like you you can do anything good, but there's some things that you do really well. And you know it because it, it you respond to it. Deep inside you go, yeah, I like that. And you also get that in the feedback that you get on your images. You know that if you post across genres, one will get you a greater volume of response and a greater intensity of response. In one of my old podcasts, I remember I interviewed one of my clients, um, Emily Carter Mitchell, and she, she was telling me that when she started shooting, she thought she wanted to be uh, a nature and a horse photographer. She's into horses. But she said whenever she posted on horses, everyone went, eh. But when she found, she found that when she posted images on her nature and bird photography, people just went crazy. And she found that she's really starting to really like that. And in shooting volume, because she was one who did a Project 365 and did it for almost two years, um, and, and shot every day and posted every day. And in that volume, she then began to notice the, the trends that 
started to emerge in the bird and the bird photography. And now she's a very accomplished bird and nature photographer who actually teaches workshops on it these days and just really does an incredible amount of work. She licenses licenses lots of images and she started out again in the same place. I remember her going from the emerging photographer to the enthusiast and recognizing these trends and themes. So in this enthusiast photographer phase, you start thinking about your focus and you start thinking about your style. Now, as you do this, as you start to notice in this enthusiast phase, there are these two or three areas where I'm really feeling a a deeper connection in getting the, uh, the best feedback. So now what you're going to do is start seeking out learning opportunities to go deep in a few specific genres. I would say that narrow it to at least three where we're not in, we're not spraying volume anymore. We're now thinking if you want to get better, you've got to start to create some focus areas. So choose about, about three types and now start to look for learning opportunities to go deep. And when you do that, this is your opportunity to say, what unique way do I have for looking at these types of of genres or this type of photography? Now, if you're thinking about, you know, how to find these three, one of the things you might think about is, what are the things that you're interested in outside of photography? Chase Jarvis had a blog post where he talked about the big secret in photography is the people who are best at photography are doing it because they are focusing on areas that they have interests in outside of photography. So if you're passionate passionate about cars, how do you use that? and layer that with your photography. If you are into sports, how do you use photography with that passion? If you're into flowers, if you're into whatever you're into, antiquing, how do you do that? Because when I say find a unique way of looking at them and shooting them, you have the best opportunity to do that when you know the subject matter very well. When you know the subject matter better than most people do, you can bring an informed look at this and shoot it in a way that can be a little more interesting and unique to you. And that's one of the first steps in now beginning to create that unique style and look of your images. And so your action items for the enthusiast photographer stage is to do good work. And again, what you're going to do is one, you're going to pay attention to where you are making progress and you're going to take workshops and training in that specific genre related to those focus areas. Choose at least three you are going to now begin to go deep in it and, and, and really start to learn from people in that genre who do it well. You find 
people who whose work you admire in those genres and you follow them and if they have workshops you try and get on their workshops and you you learn from them the other thing you're going to do is you're going to start to create your website and your blogging platforms and your social media platforms where you are going to start to share in these in these genres you are going to now begin to curate your work in these three platform in these three areas and share your best and share your journey so t- you can talk about your journey some people do that and or you can just you know continue sharing your work and and what you're doing is you're building up a body in some specific areas because at some point we're going to talk about what do you want to be known for so the next thing you're going to do in this enthusiast phase is you're going to create your networking plan. You're going to find the people, I talked about this before, who do the kind of work you now aspire to do. You're going to start following them and, and again, looking and studying their work. You're going to find opportunities to to, to take classes and, and to learn. You're going to try and, at this point, because you are producing work in in a, in a specific area consistently, you're going to start attracting people who appreciate the work you do. You, you start to now begin to cultivate and find the passionate supporters of your work. And this is important because at some point you're going to turn to these people when you decide you want to go to the next level. Oh. <laughs> One of the things you can do in this phase is to start building an email list. Okay. And when I say that you can get a, a, a product like um, um, MailChimp or just any of these email lists and, and stick it onto your blog and or your social media and try and get people to, to just share their emails and start building a list of the people who really passionately support your work. This will be important because these are the people who are who are excited about what you do and who look forward to each each um, project and each photo that you 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 release. And the reason this is important is because at some point you're going to want to start creating a product and these are the people you're going to turn to first and go come check it out because this is where the core of your support lies. So you are going to create focus areas and you're going to begin to create a body of work in a specific area. Now, in this do good work phase, the goal is clarity. Now, you're no longer looking for volume. You're looking for clarity. You're looking for clarity in the three areas or the one area where you will begin to drill down. You're looking for clarity in the way you want to start shooting and showing your work. You're looking for clarity in terms of the kinds of people you want to start attracting. So that's the enthusiast photographer phase. Stage three, the entrepreneurial photographer. I used to call this phase, when I first came up with this concept, I used to call it the impact phase because entrepreneurial suggests that you are in it to create money, to make money. And everyone's not in it to make money. Some people are in it just to create um, gallery showings and, and they're in it just to share their work. And, and quite honestly, it's for the prestige. Let's be honest. It's for the prestige of creating a body of work that, that other people recognize. You want to be able to do that. And, 
And yeah, it, it, there's some ego involved in it, but there's also some being appreciated for the work and for your contributions. And so there's nothing wrong with that either. So in this entrepreneurial photographer stage, I'm talking about both, both creating something that now you can turn into a product and monetize or create into a product that you share with the world for their own enjoyment. So in this stage, entrepreneurial, you are shooting with a consistent quality around a specific long-term project or a specific business idea or something very specific. The point is now you are going deep on something with intention and with purpose. You've started to make your name for yourself in this area and you start to think, what will you be known as? Now, when I was at Canon and one of my responsibilities was to um, recruit and vet potential instructors for our classes and for potential workshops. And, you know, one of the first questions I would ask of a photographer who came and pitched me was, you know, what do you do? I mean, what are you known as? And, And I mean, that was the implication of the question, like, what's your focus area? And I got to tell you, the people who had a clear and specific focus area, it was much easier for me to start thinking, okay, here's how I can create an opportunity for this person. For someone who says, I shoot everything, it became a little harder. Because quite honestly, it's like, okay, what do I do with, and, and, and I start thinking about when I need to market this person, and there is no clear area Uh, or clear market that I can go to and say to this market, here is your person. So it makes it much harder to, to market a person, to get traction from them. And, and I I just wasn't as excited about someone who did not have a clear and specific focus area. Now I'm reminded of Canon Explorer of Light, um, Rick, Rick Salmon. And Rick Salmon always likes to say, I specialize in not specializing. And, you know, that's that's what he says. And I haven't said this to him yet, but I would disagree with, with Rick. I think Rick specializes in travel photography first and foremost. He's a great photographer, so he can he can produce in just about any genre, and he does. And so he says, I specialize in not specializing. But if you look at a lot of the classes he's teaching, there's a travel component in all of them. And so when you're looking to say, you know, what will we have Rick teach? It's usually something travel related, right? And not that he can't come in and do portraits because he has, but you do have almost anyone who is successful has at least one area where you have some level of accomplishment. So I say, what are you known as? You can spit it out. And so now in this entrepreneurial phase, you've figured out what this is for yourself. And so now you can do the work of marketing yourself and getting out in with a more deliberate process, right? How do you get more of the right people knowing what you're working on? How, how do you get more people and more of the people who are your ideal clients or ideal supporters to know what you're working on? So now this is a whole different, you know, topic, but 
marketing works best when you have identified a specific group of people from for whom you are going after. And then you can say, you can now narrow your focus, whether you're buying ads or, or going after publications where these people gather. It works best if you know who they are and where they congregate. So you do that and you start growing this following of supporters and you're, of course, you're collecting emails and now you're building potential customers for when you have a product. When you decide to go the freelance business, if you decide that you're going to build a product like a gallery show or a coffee table book or a book you want to sell on Amazon.com or a business, let's say you're doing a non-photography business and you're just using your photography to help build your content right? Or you're just building your own photography or freelance business. Whatever that is, in this entrepreneurial phase, you are beginning to develop this. And so the action item for stage three, entrepreneurial photographer, is do work that matters. Build a body of work in your long-term project. Cultivate your following and your supporters for your show or your product, whatever that is. Um, be known for something very specific in photography and go ahead and produce the gallery, the show, the book, the product, the business, the whatever that is, and make an impact doing work that matters. Become this freelance photographer, go pro, create content for another product, do work for a nonprofit for whom you are passionate. Do work that matters. That's what the entrepreneurial or impact photographer phase is all about. All right. So there you have it. You have three phases, your emerging photographer, your enthusiast photographer, and your entrepreneurial photographer. Now you might be asking, how long should I take in each stage? Well, you know, that depends on you and how much you would like to invest. I used to always kid with my clients that the answer to every question you ask me will be, it depends. It depends. Are you on Project 365 or are you on Project 52? Are you on Project 12, shooting once a month? It depends how long you will take in each area. And it depends how focused you are when you are out there shooting. We'll talk about this in a, in a future podcast. So now you should be able to determine where you are. And you should also be able to determine what you're working on. Now you know what the next level is. And if that makes sense, if this is the, this is the structure we will use as we start to build out training in our learning center and here on the eosphotographer.com website. As you move from stage to stage, you now have a pathway, a success pathway that tells you where you are, what you should be doing, and, and where you're going next and when you've arrived. And here at eosphotographer.com, you have a guide. You have someone to help. You know, let, let me help you show you the way as you move from one to the air, one area to the next, to the next stage, to the next. And with this, you can save a lot of t aggravation of time and money because you've got lots of free resources we are building here to help you do that. All right? So now, that's it. Those are the three stages of photography. Which of these are you in now? And what will you do to get to the next one? 
Well, all right. I hope that episode was helpful for you in determining where you are and uh, what you need to do to get to move forward in your photography. Again, this is going to be foundational for us because it because this is what we will build on for everything we do in teaching here at EOS Photographer. Now, if this is helpful for you, then I am so excited to hear that. I'm going to ask two things of you. One, subscribe. Please just subscribe. And you can do that at uh, eosphotographer.com forward slash subscribe. And there's a link there where you can get an email every time there's a new episode. And there's also a link that you can use to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And as a matter of fact, we are on just about every platform that serves podcasts. So wherever you like to listen to it, you'd find that and you subscribe there. The second thing I'll ask of you is to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Now, this is important on iTunes because this is important for podcasters because this is one of the signals that iTunes and Apple uses to determine if they will share this with more people. And so it just takes a second to go out and give it a, an honest rating and review if you love it. And then, uh, um, you know, come on back. So I'll ask you to do that, rate and review, and then subscribe if you like it. Oh, let me throw in an extra one. Share it. Share it with your friends. Share it with another uh, Canon photographer or any photographer who actually who is interested in getting better. Um, just invite more people to this, this community if you would. I'm looking forward to growing and sharing with you. All right? That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for being here. I'm looking forward to talking with you again next week. And in between, keep checking back eosphotographer.com for blog posts as well. Again, this is Len thanking you for spending some time with me. I'll talk with you again next Tuesday.